You're listening to the OneOfUs.net Podcast Network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. sense of disappointment now that i've seen spider-man across the spider-verse because this was no question hands down the film i was most looking forward to coming out this year oh i like, no, i've seen it well i don't have anything else to look you're not to. interested <laughs> in indiana jones let's disappoint you a second time <laughs> well no we've already seen the reviews for that one yes. like, like get ready <laughs> to not be satisfied indiana jones and then temple of who the fuck made this <laughs> <laughs> yeah like even spielberg was like you know what you guys do what you want i'll be over here but no this one is the people who made uh into the spider-verse coming back and uh we all know that that film was kind of a hit because hell it won best animated feature i mean is that the first superhero movie ever to win a prime non-technical award that i know of. well unless you count like actor awards i thought you could say get heath or Birdman oh that's true and fantastic whatever whatever yeah but no, that, that, that's, that's not that wouldn't count movie. that that's like sort of meta yeah that's no, yeah. fair also it's funny to me that he made that movie and then he fucking became batman again anyways <laughs> right full uh, circle but here if you have not seen the first one first off go see the first one i mean into the spider-verse is a masterpiece there's a reason it won that oscar it was one of those years that even people who don't care about superhero movies who saw it were like yeah, I can't. Nothing else even comes yeah, close to the It's still definitively quality. the best Spider-Man movie oh, yeah. ever made. It no. changed the game for everything. Not just Spider-Man, but for animated movies in general. Na- naturally, there's a lot of anticipation because of that for this one. And also because that one was not about Peter Parker, although a version of Peter Parker is in it. It's about Miles Morales. It's versions. the first movie we've gotten of the initially controversial re- release in the Ultimate Comic Books line of a Spider-Man who... Uh, well, in that line, Peter Parker dies, yeah. and, and Miles Morales, who's this um, Latino black kid, gets the powers that are slightly different, and he became the primary Spider-Man. And, of course, all the usual suspects online were like, we don't want no Spider-Man of color. People really this? forget how much people fucking hated Miles and, when And he in the out. long run, he's one of only maybe two things from the Ultimate Universe that anyone actually cares about. Oh, yeah, well, 100%. That, that when they killed the Ultimate Universe, they're like, yeah, we're not getting rid of Miles Morales. Everybody loves him yeah. now. Yes. Thanks to that hamburger in his pocket. Man. Yeah, and <laughs> so now he's part of the primary universe. Anyway, the upshot is like, everybody loves Miles Morales. The last movie was his first movie. This is the second movie. And as well, if you're a fan of the comic books, they've introduced the idea as well, like parallel sp- worlds with tons of different versions of spider-man that evolved differently including probably the second most popular character to come out of this whole thing spider gwen which is gwen stacy what if she was the one who got the powers who like in the first one is also one of the if not the second most primary character in this whole story 100 mm-hmm. and i can't remember this the scene where she kind of like he's in his bed listening to your uh, music on headphones and you see her sort of appear above him that yep. appeared in something else it was sort of the end the of the first stinger. movie yeah, was that yeah. the stinger in the first one okay. except there were he was listening to the song from the ending of the first movie yeah, at the time enough. but yeah. They, yeah. they changed it i guess well that's parallel 
parallel universes. Maybe we saw a different parallel version. Of Who that. knows? Yeah. We're, we're probably going to find that out soon. But <laughs> this movie, Across the Spider-Verse, starts with uh, Gwen Stacy. We, we follow her and her story, and she's still having problems with her father, Captain John Stacy, who is, you know, in in Canada. Is his name John in that universe? Was it John? It's What's George his name? Stacey, George Stacy. Uh, is traditionally in Spider-Man, he dies, right? Yes. We know this. The characters don't know this, right? Um, but so there's like a tragedy waiting to happen, it feels like, with this storyline. But she and her father are not getting along, but she still has not admitted she's Spider-Gwen, and he thinks Spider-Gwen is the one who, you know, Spider-Woman, as they call her in that universe, is the one who actually killed that version of Peter Parker in that world. You know, I mean, it's Spider- classic Spider-Man. It's classic yeah. Spider-Man yeah. stuff, like on the run. And she's like, I don't know how to tell my dad this. When he finds out or she chooses to reveal herself to him, he's like, I still have to arrest you. She's like, fuck this, because I know about this whole parallel universe worlds thing. And they just invited me to come join them. This cool Mexican was like, hey, you want to hang out? And I was like, yeah, let's do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's now the, the idea of the web of Spider-Verses. Um, <laughs> there, there's the web of destiny, as it's called. Yeah, in the comics. The, they have a whole organization run by, as we very briefly saw in the pre- towards the end of the previous movie, Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, my boy. <laughs> Miguel, <laughs> who is kind of, as they point out at one point, it's like, why is it that you're the only Spider-Man who doesn't tell jokes? Because he's a crazy person. Yeah. And that's why I love him. He's kind of a jerk. <laughs> and a crazy person yeah. in many ways. In many, many ways. But he runs this organization that goes, that basically monitors all the Spider-Verses and is like a, filled with various iterations of Spider-People who like, okay, we have to protect all these worlds. And why? Well, I'm not going to spoil that for you, what the particular reasons are, what they're trying to protect from. Because that's a huge plot point in the film. Yeah. But what you are getting is more of what you loved in the last one times like about 100. Because it's like the first one, they went, okay, your ideas are crazy, but you're Phil Lord and Chris Miller. We'll kind of let you, you run with it. And then it won an Oscar. And now this one, I'm sure they were just like, you know what? You guys just do whatever the fuck you want to. And that's exactly what they yeah. did. Maybe maybe too much for the mainstream audiences. I think yeah. like... Because it, it was on the line of too much for me, just visually, like, overwhelming. Yeah. To a point where I, I, there were times where I was like, okay, I got to, like, center myself in myself right now in this theater because it goes way it's over a the lot. edge. You know like, those things that say, like, warning if you have uh, can have seizures because of bright flashing lights? You probably shouldn't even watch the trailer yeah. for this film. Yeah. This My, movie is, like, it looks like they went into this one. They said, okay, so the last one worked really well. So if you have an idea that just looks like it will be amazing on a poster for Oscar season – just do it because that shit sells me. Love going that crazy well, a, every single a shot. A lot of it is too that like they established in the last one, the each person from a different verse has kind of their own look and the way they're drawn. Like it's yes. a different type of animation around them. And this one <laughs> really goes for it on that level. Like there's so many and they all have their own thing. I mean, hell, we even get live action Spider-Man in this well, one. And yes. Even to that point, it goes beyond that more so in this one than it did in the last one where not even in world explanation, like like things. It's just like really impressionistic. Like yeah. that background of scenes will change depending on the mood. Yeah. Like and that wasn't really happening in the first movie. Like universe stuff. Like you know when things are exploding, you'd get wild. But this is just like two people talking, and the animation changes in the background. That to scene like impressionistic was, paintings and like it goes uh, to different color palettes. It's fucking crazy. It's that way scene was out there. amazing. Like I psychedelic levels. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it happens all the way through it. That's the thing. Is like the first movie had many more scenes that were like. Okay, this is just sticking to the look of the Miles Morales universe, basically, except for the characters in it. This one is like everything is constantly mutating and rotating and rotoscoping. And the you first, know. the first 
bad guy you see is literally like, hey, let's just throw everything at the wall and just tell you immediately this is fucking crazy. Yeah. So Good luck. The, the bad guy, or like, the, I'm your nemesis. You are not my nemesis. Is one of the dumber Spider-Man villains ever. The Depends spot. on what you read. Yeah, the but, spot. Yeah. But it is a dumb character concept, but they find a way to first totally embrace how dumb it is and have fun with it and then eventually go but can you see a path in which this guy would be really really fucking dangerous that's the thing about goes the, down that road that's the thing about the spot when they announced him i had a lot i knew a lot of people who were just like the spot that's dumb i'm like you don't know how fucking terrifying the spot can be right. that dude is scary as shit if he wants to be and i'm glad the movie decided to be like oh yeah you remember how the spot is fucking crazy as shit well and his design <laughs> first starts from him being the spot that you kind of know, but it's using literally like framing for where the arms and the joints should be when you're drawing a sketch of a human being and progressively gets more and more scribbles on top of that. And, and it's amazing. It's Jason Schwartzman voicing him who they found a way to like <laughs> literally say, Oh yeah. Don't you remember when you did this, when you created me in the last film, which as a viewer, you're like, you didn't miss anything. You saw it all. You just had no reason to think that this was a thing because yeah. you're like, okay, here's this minor, not even barely even a character in that film that some shit happened to in the background. And you're like, yeah. Oh, that I, was such uh, a great reveal. When you find out what he was in the first one, yeah. you're like, what the fuck? You just, you made that a whole thing. Oh, before, and that's Jason Schwartzman voicing him, who I think is perfect choice. So oh my god, he's he's probably the best performance in this movie. Even though this villain, he kind of gets sidelined for a big chunk of this movie because it is a long movie with a lot of things happening. But he's so good at playing like kind of that doofus, like kind of like what we think is a joke. Like you know, the idea of the spots, like oh, it's kind of like, people have an impression of him being like a jokey character. Yeah. yeah, and he plays that so well. And as he becomes a little more scary, a little more legit. The performance is so good. Like it's a little, oh, yeah. it's intimidatingly good, and it's the same actor, same tenor of voice, even. But like this, to do that in voice acting is like really impressive. By the way, that's Alan. Oh, hello. Yeah. Also joining me on this review is Ben, but not Ben Riley. <laughs> and Spider Mike, who was wearing a twenty ninety nine shirt under his other Spider Man shirt. <laughs> Wait, which which universe are you from? I'm from here. That I know of. Uh, what's the number here? I don't even know. Oh wait, we must be forty two. Also, you say this. You say this like Mike will not know what number our Earth supposedly is. I forgot. I no, used they to have know this. said in the comics. Yeah, there's what, an actual number yeah, for what, it. What our Earth is? Is where it zero? No superheroes. Sixty nine. I, I know. I know. In DC, <laughs> DC, it's supposed to be zero. Something um, like that. But we've got the the same cast as before for a lot of these characters. Shamik Moore comes back as Miles Morales, who is just fantastic in this part. Hundred like, percent. Really nails it. As does Haley Steinfeld as Gwen Stacy slash uh, Spider Woman slash Spider Gwen. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry as his father uh, Jefferson. And then uh, Luna Lauren Velez as Rio, his mom, who, by the way, I now have a huge crush on. I'm just. It's hard not to. Oh my God. (laughs) She's so hot. (laughs) I know she's an animated character. Shut up. (laughs) Most people will remember her. Moving on. When she was on Dexter, she was, she was in Dexter. Yeah. That's the other thing people remember from her. Um, But, you know, we get the bulk of the characters that you know and love from the last one at least appear if not are a bigger part of it including jake johnson returning as peter b parker thank god because i was oh, worried for a while there we weren't gonna get him and i was like come on everybody loves house husband spider-man let's let's do this let's make love, depressed spider-man come back i love the implication throughout the movie that miguel had deals with him because he most likely is the peter of his past right <laughs> <laughs> but there's some new characters like uh now we finally get a version of jessica drew not the version you know from the comics probably yeah. the original spider-woman played by Issa ray uh who is a pregnant uh african-american spider-woman who rides a motorcycle and she's pretty cool yeah yes. uh, uh and then my favorite hands down new character in this is uh the Indian Spider-Man uh 
Pavitar Prabhakar. I'm not sure how to say yeah, it. Exactly. Uh, played by Karan Sony, who is just a riot. I love Karan Sony always, and he just he just delivers it with the perfect amount of energy to be Indian Spider Man. It's like it's like no, I'm just Peter Parker. If I was Indian, it's like oh yeah, that that's track. He like, did oh. a great great work job with his redesign because his old oh, yeah. his old design is just the top half is a Spider Man costume and the bottom half is like basically Aladdin's outfit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, so uh, as someone who's not super into like how significant is that character in like. The comics. Okay, so, so there was no, there was a whole attempt to make a Indian Spider-Man comic book for a while uh, that went on for a decent little while. I don't even while, know; it might actually. still be going on for all I know. But it's not as far as. But I know. he w- ended up being incorporated went into the universe proper when they started doing more like of the in the comics as well. The, what they what do they call it? the Web of Spider-Man? I can't remember which one. Uh, the, you know, the one that follows all the parallel universe Spider-Man. The Edge of Spider-Verse. Is that what it is? I think so. If, if, if you're if you're talking about like the stuff that they anyway, made they before incorporated yeah. him back comics, in yeah. to say like yeah. yes, he is part of this this okay. storyline now, as was, it were. I'm, I'm, I know like in the scenes where there's like a thousand Spider-Men in frame, that some of those have to be created for this. Oh yeah, like but I know some of them have like some importances here and there. Surprisingly, was, few of them that I could pick well, up. No, they're, they're just the thing, well, the thing when you guys were talking about how there's so much going on for a casual audience, there's so much going on. For somebody like me, yeah. who's sitting there going, I know that guy, I know that guy, I know that guy, yeah, I know that guy. The, I'm amazed that dude's in here. There's <laughs> 10,000 deep cuts in this thing that yeah. you, doesn't matter if so you don't recognize them or know them. Almost, <laughs> I would imagine like 65% of those where they looked at like 80s and 90s Spider-Man toys and just said, all right, let's animate that. Some yeah. of them were. One of them was like it was an Electro Spider-Man yeah, I saw yeah. I saw the armor spider suit. Yeah, that the he armor had ones in the there. Yeah, no, they went, they went deep cut but, on a lot of this stuff. I was going to say, but they brought in... Probably the Spider-Man that looks like every band that Chris liked when he grew up. Yeah, no, uh, Hobie, who I love, <laughs> who's <laughs> Spider-Punk. Yeah, that dude is, I love his He comes so in much. and he's exactly what you want him to be. He is like a, you know, 60s London or 70s London, just I don't give a fuck punk, who still is like, has that whole oh, great responsibility thing. Fuck, okay, I guess I got to do this. But it's also like, yeah, fuck him up, fuck the man. I, I, I swear to God, if we go to Hobie's universe, I... Do want him to just have a sign that says "fuck Thatcher" just right. on the wall? That would be great. I want to see Captain Anarchy. That would be great. Daniel Kaluuya playing that role, which is so which is good, absolutely so good. perfect yeah. cast. There's a great that. line where Miles is like, "How are you even cooler without your mask?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Oscar Isaac plays again, as he did very briefly at the end of the last one. Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099. I love him. Ninja Vampire Spider-Man, as it were. Well, that's <laughs> what they keep calling him. Yeah. But yeah, there's lots and lots and lots of little cute little like. There's so many characters that pop up even just for a little while, you know, that have like fun people playing them in here. So, yeah, it's more like like Andy Samberg plays Ben Riley. So he was so much like, fun. Oh, my God. There's like so much. <laughs> and they're just having fun at every turn. They still have a plot that's like, OK, once you get into the top of the third act, you're like, oh, wait, there is emotional weight for this because it took me a little while. It's, you know, they're like. Miles Morales is like, I don't want to lose Spider-Gwen, who's come to visit me in my universe. So he follows her without her realizing back wherever she's going, only to find out that, like, yeah, there's a very good reason they didn't want to bring you into this group of parallel Spider-Man stuff because of what they call canon events. And if you're a big fan, you can have some idea what that means. Yeah, and without... Not getting into specifics, yeah. but if you're a fan of the, I mean, superhero movies in general. You if you're on Twitter, you're means. gonna you're gonna hear the word canon at any point. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be misspelled a lot. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but you're gonna hear it a lot. But it really does get into some emotional like stuff that that 
touched me. Yeah. I was like, okay, this, Quite. this is really kind of like, it brought out a tear. I was like, oh, okay. This it was is- a great celebration of all things Spider-Man too, because they're like, a lot of this stuff happens to every spider person at some point. And they show everything from comic to movie to cartoon and even some game stuff. And you're just like, how did you make all of this work? And yeah. I will never understand it. And no, they finally gave Spectacular Spider-Man credit. <laughs> yes. Uh, who deserves all the credit? Have you ever are looking, hey, is there an animated Spider-Man show that's like the best? It's called Spectacular Spider-Man. It turns out Drake Bell died in the Spider-Verse and no one cared. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, even to the point of like, I'm not going to say who it is, but one of the most fun live action cameos I've seen in a film in a long time. It was here, fucking perfect. Where you're just like, wow, did not expect to see that. Uh, (laughs) As they were leading up to it, it was like, no, they're not. Oh my God, they did it. It's like, honestly, every live action thing that they put into this, they found a way to still make it fit because of how just juxtaposed everything well, because is. Because every yeah. character looks like they're not, don't belong on the frame with every other character because they all have their yeah. own unique style. So throwing in live action stuff is just another thing of that. Yeah. yeah. I will say, I mean, when we get to the emotional, I don't know. I mean, we could be talking about how this, most people, some people might not know. Some people might, like Chris didn't know. I didn't know that this is a part one. Like yeah. it's. Spider-Verse Part 2, so Part 1. Did forgotten. you guys not know that? Yeah, I did not know I that. I knew that. I completely uh, forgot. Yeah, it's okay. gonna end, I guess I'm still going to remember that. It's going to end on a cliffhanger. <laughs> I, I remember. It's going to end on a cliffhanger, and it is, in fact, a pretty long film. Yeah. So there's going to... I mean, I felt like there was a point in this, in the third act, where I was like, wait, why are we doing this now? This feels like this should be wrapping this up. And this is coming from someone who's like, like I said, thought that they would be wrapping this up, which they are not. Uh I think it's better to go in knowing that 100%. it's going to do that. Because I was no. going like, Jesus Christ, how long is this it, movie? It is still a better cliffhanger than Fast 10 was. <laughs> yes. But I don't I have not seen that movie. So I have no, no frame of reference. No, it, it what is about family, bit. Ben? What about family? <laughs> Honestly, the family stuff was better, too. Yeah, the movie is about family. Yeah. The, yeah. the cliffhanger aspect of it, or just like, it's hard. I'm struggling with a criticism I have of this practice in general in yeah. movies lately. And not less with this movie itself. Yeah. But it's kind of like TV-ifying movies. Yeah. Because, like, there's, like, and people always bring up Empire Strikes Back. Like, oh, that lifted the cliffhanger. But that movie did have an arc. But it had a real it ending. It had a real ending. Yeah. And there were things. And so this movie. There's a difference between a cliffhanger and a, okay, we haven't resolved everything, but the characters for now are stable. Yes. Like, right? We know where everything sits. And it has a feels like it has an actual ending as opposed to go to black to be continued. Exactly. It's and, more like the, that's what, a struggle with the second one. Hobbit movie. Like the way that ends. Well, I don't remember those. You know movies. what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, no one. Yeah. The way the small no, one ends, I remember, just cuts yeah. the black, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Which, uh, reminding you again, there was no reason this should have been three movies. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's a lot in this movie, so I understand. Like, because I know originally it was meant to be one movie, and yeah. then there was an announcement that it's going to split into two. Yeah. And then for some reason that disappeared from marketing. I don't know why exactly. Maybe to I don't know. Like, it's because they changed the name eventually. Because it was originally just called Across the Spider Verse Two. And then there were just into like the Spider Verse too. No, because the first one was into the Spider Verse. Right, the, said... the second one was always across the Spider Verse. Oh, okay. But then they were like, "Well, we got to split it, so we're going to call it across the Spider Verse one and part one and two. Okay. And then one day they just called that part one. Got, I, yeah, they got yeah. rid of the part one and just changed the so second. I, name. I mean, I am mixed on it because I agree with Alan. It's like I don't like the TVifying of it, but with what they set up as a giant universe and all the universes colliding. It almost feels like if they did try to shorten it to where this movie could have ended it time-wise, it almost would have felt stilted or oh. would have felt forced. It's like, and isn't, I think it's good cliffhanger. Like the way they leave it off is like, that's 
brutal, but also has a great sense of optimism no, and energy towards it. I agree. And there's an emotional aspect to it as well, for sure, that's going on with Miles uh, specifically and him having to, again, confront his place in the world that he lives in or rather a alternate version of the world that he lives for in. For sure. Um, I, I think it's all everything in it is good. There's just a, it feels like something that like, oh, man, I can't wait till next week. And I find yeah. out. No, no, no. I and know. It's a season it's finale about, ending yeah. is it's, what it feels a, like. That's a kind of a and also these, in the wrong way. The, with it complexity at of making a movie at the scope and believe me they that's the one thing i don't think anybody's going to complain about it's like the, they did not shy away from giving it like the best animators in the world coming in and working together really well in tandem and creating something that looks unlike anything you've ever seen before including the last one yeah. like no complaints there at all all the way through the movie but the craft the craft across the board like animation performance even like the writing yeah it's, it's something with the structure of how, like, okay, this is getting too big. We have to split into two. Yeah. How do we make that it work? Like it, and it, that kind of – it hurts this experience. It does. When this part two comes out, it might be like, holy shit, this two-part epic is incredible. It felt like what I read about like, the Lost Riders Room. Like, I, when they, like, they did the first couple episodes and they're like, okay uh, – any ideas will work. Throw them at the board. And they just had so many insane ideas and everyone's laughing at first. But they're like, wait a minute. Disney's saying we can do whatever we want. Why don't we do all this stuff? And it kind of feels like that, where they were like, oh, we have so many good ideas here. I feel like, and we know that whatever happens next in the, you know, in the official next chapter is not going to be this story. So maybe we can't do that stuff. So why don't we just split this into two movies so we can include everything? It feels like a cake and eat it too situation. Which is a ways. joke that happens in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. might actually be the only hint that we get. It's again, I, I don't like encouraging the practice, but if we're gonna have to say that someone's gonna do it, it's like, well, you did it as well as you could have possibly, and I was gonna watch the other one anyway. So well, here's yeah. the thing: you guys are the only people I will let this happen. I will allow it. Is is, the, allow is it. the exact thought process I had. Well, it's better if Daniel Kaluuya says that. Though. Exactly, allow. But there's so much. There's so much happening in this movie that is such a celebration of everything Spider-Man, past, present, future, as well as just a celebration of animation that. I love because Sony, I feel like Sony is the only animation studio that's pushing the limit on everything animated right now because everybody else has their own specific art style that they've just stuck with. Yeah. And Sony was just like, fuck that. And they no, just. Sony's created this God house damn. style of like, we do what I do what I want. Yeah. And, with these movies. And it bleeds but into some other stuff. That's like also Lord Miller. Mitchell like, versus Machines and the Knicks, the new Ninja like, Turtles. Never bet against Lord Miller. No. Well, it was literally Sony said, look, we, we got we got this in the deal with Marvel. We trust you guys. Show us what you got. And they came out like, all right, fine. We said we trust you. And then like the movie won an Oscar. And then I'm like, all right, just keep doing whatever the fuck you want. Believe we me, don't care. Nobody yeah. at Sony saw that coming. I guarantee you. Like nobody at Sony well, thought they were going to win the best even, picture. No, they but, they, but they said, go ahead with it. And they said, oh, we're well, going to sign the, the checks. Sure. Here's the thing about Sony. Sony doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> no, they, they, like, no they made a Craven the Hunter movie. Yeah. And a Morbius movie. The the only reason this worked was purely because Lord and Miller are good at their I, jobs. I bet you, I would bet you money that they have like shown up at Lord and Miller's houses with just a dump truck of gold and said, "Will you please take over the rest of the Spider Man movies?" And they said, "No, fuck you. We're doing our thing. Go away. We don't need your dump truck." Oh, of for money. sure. And <laughs> that's because Lord and Miller, like, you, you, will you? If we say no, will you stop us from making Spider Verse things? Well, no, that also makes a shit ton of money. Well, then good. Yeah. Then no, we and, don't want to do and that. And gives them artistic credit, which is more yes. important to a studio that's kind of still new to movies like Sony is. Of like, you have real artistic kudos here built up into this one thing. And come on, like, 
are these really the first art superhero movies based on a pre-established IP? Because I think that one could argue they definitely are. You know? Yeah. I mean, no. These are art films. Yeah. These, these are art films 100% because every single frame could be in a museum. Yeah. Not even kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they mess with the... Like, not just, like, the visual style, but even more, they're like, all right, well, let's fuck with perspective, because Spider-Man doesn't care if he's upside down. It's like, constantly. It doesn't matter. There's a whole point when they're first going to the Spider Fortress of Solitude or whatever the fuck it is in 2099. The Web Warrior House. They're literally, it takes a second for you to put it together. You're like, oh, wait, they're they're on an elevator going upside down because you see Gwen's hair and her ponytail falling. Yeah, that caught me completely. This is so much of that going on here. And the movie doesn't go like, hey, wait, watch this. This is going to be cool. Because it happens enough that it's just normalized. And it's so cool where they just can walk around upside like down the side of a thing and then hang out upside down thing and it's nothing because they're spider people and we watch it from that perspective the camera follows them and it's super neato and cool and i kept thinking watching these like as much as the last live action spider-man movie was decidedly heavily influenced by the the into the spider-verse i strongly suspect we're going to see more experimentation in the whatever happens next in live spider-man when it comes to that type of camera movement the idea of like normalizing what it's like to be Mm spider-man that you just do stuff like that and it doesn't it's not a big deal it is also like i mean when you're dealing with animation like anything you can imagine you can do yeah like anything so like you know they're and they really do think outside the box like just the form of filmmaking in general is like kind of challenged in this movie oh 100%. which is like something you can't say for most i mean you could say for art films that happens like all the time in art films and but and that's why a lot of them like really frustrating because yeah. people kind of throwing shit at the wall and like when it's in this form of like something that's very digestible as far i mean that's superheroes yeah you know and you can really get wild with the form yeah it's, it's exciting to watch it's like a it's like a film lover who's into that experimental shit and into superheroes it's yeah. kind of a dream come true it's a it's a perfect storm of like for multiple audiences to come in and appreciate except for epileptics sorry epileptics yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, maybe yeah. with all the lights on and tv set to black and white yeah i don't know so. i don't know how you can so i'm not a music buff so i don't know enough about how good the soundtrack was on this one what do you guys think on that one uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of like rap music in general, and like like that, I like, liked it, but it wasn't as memorable to me at least. Well, the, the first, first one had that one song, or the two songs, his like hero song, and then the one he like listens to. The calm first down. one is definitely a lot more because you're within Miles's head. This one, you're a lot more spread out across different characters, so you're getting a lot less of that direct sound of a per, of a single experience, and it's a lot more focused on the soundtrack. Which I will say they bring back one of the best villain scores from the first movie, which I won't spoil anything from that. Yes. But it, oh my god, hearing that again, I was just like, yeah. God damn, I forgot this is like better than Jaws almost. They, they the, gave Spider Gwen a great song though. She oh, has yeah. her own theme. I think the score fantastic. in general, the music in the movie is really good. I, I still think, kind of wonder point. why you, you haven't gone to some of the big artists of the day and say, we want you to write a song that's like, from a parallel universe that music evolved differently. Like, Snake what would jazz. you have been like in a world where things went differently? I mean, that could be, but this, because this score is pretty wild in this. Yeah. So that could be that, like, as far as the songs go, like, those are not so experimental. But yeah. I mean, the opening, the opening, like, it's kind of like a drum solo storytelling thing, like, that is pretty out there. It's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, that was crazy. That, that was a fantastic intro. That was a great use well, of, of Spider Man. Why don't stuff. you go on into your final thoughts? Yeah. So, I mean,. Again, it's hard. This movie does everything. Like we were just talking about how it was like a dream for someone. My my two like so, my two perspectives of like I like superhero movies. I like experimental stuff. I'm not huge into animation because a lot. I do think a lot of it is really there's a formula and it's kind of cliched and mm-hmm. it's like. But when you get this far out there, it's really exciting. 
So, and I I am torn on the frustration of what because like this is ultimately like it's an incredible experience. I want I want everyone to see it in the theaters, but it is a little frustrating. Like, and not just because it ends on a cliffhanger. It's like literally the structure of the movie. Like, it feels like the second act goes on forever. Yeah, it's and like the movie ends where the third act would begin because we're waiting on it. And just the and and my hats off to him for making it work as well as they did but i still think there is some issues there so for my review i will give it a to be continued <laughs> nice i have to say well, i'll catch you, catch you in the year that's fine ben i think it's one it's astounding how good this movie still is as we said like visually character like how it still understands and respects every character that gets a scene like even the random Peter Parker and Spider-Man that you see, if they get a spoken line, it is so perfectly, like, it feels so right in character for that person. Um, like, honestly, they found a way to make Ben Riley more angsty than Spider-Noir. It's pretty it's amazing. so properly right. Um, I, because we don't want to spoil it, because I think it's one of the fantastic things. Like, the first villain, for the record, is voiced by Jorma. And I'm like, really? Yes. And I'm like, that's that fits that the, I can see Jorma playing that character now. And like, it, it's all of that. Like when you, I'm looking through the Wikipedia and it's just like the ones that people have already identified on Wikipedia. I'm like, I need to watch this movie six more times yeah. in theaters. 100%. That's the thing about this movie. There's so much constantly going on on screen that your eyes are darting around. Like you're, if you're at like a theme park ride that does that sort of thing, it's where like you're that meant the first to go one. back on again, multiple times to catch it all. And like, I was like, the first thing you thought when it's over is like, all right, start it over. Cause I, I missed a bunch. I agree of stuff. with that. I was like, the first one has that too, in a different way. And yeah. this one's like, now let's challenge you with a new game. And yeah. it's like, damn you. I love this. And that's what, well, th- no, sorry. Go, no, no, go ahead. But like the craft of the movie is like your first time through, they do structure like you do look where you need to look to get what's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like even with all this stuff going on, you don't ever miss They're anything. They're very clever that you need. about directing you towards the more important frames. Yes. But on repeat viewings, you can see like the fun stuff. Yeah. But you'll never miss anything. Like they are. Re- that speaks to the craft again. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, man. No, no. So yeah, I mean, but I will admit it's like yes, I while I knew it at some point, but forgot like that it's a two parter. I still don't 100% love that, but I don't think it's bad in this. I will agree with that. It's like, yeah, that second act, it does go on for a while, but it's not like it drags. It's like you realize only as you're getting towards that ending that you thought was going to be where it's like, oh, how are you crescendoing now? I thought this was like, you should be wrapping up is because you were so focused on that second act. That second act has one of the greatest like action sequences. Like it basically takes on like the great chase sequence from the first movie and goes, let's multiply that. And yeah, that's kind of all I can say without like just raving about spoilers and every spider character that I can point out, which I know Mike's brain has been doing for the last two hours. <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite ones showed up and I'm so fucking happy. Right, wait for your turn. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's not, I don't, I want to give the same rating as Alan because I want to, but it's like, no, I still gotta, I still want to credit it for anybody who's like, but really, should I see it? It's like, look. Because it's a two-parter, I can't give it the same 10 that I gave the first one. But it's at least – it's somewhere between a 9 and 9.5 and I can't decide. Um, web coming out of your – damn, I can't forget. I can't remember the Spanish for asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's Alan. It's Kulo. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, Thank it's, you. It is Kulo, yeah. <laughs> yeah I should have nailed that one. <laughs> Well, not, I guess I'm, not, I mean, so I'm only getting a B in Spanish. Yeah. You're not an asshole, Alan. Just, <laughs> I, I have to be Spanish. looking at that you. Was good, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Mike. God, I have so much to say about this movie. <laughs> this movie is, again, another, like, I've said it a hundred times and I'll say it a million times over. It is such a fun celebration of everything. 
this year has been such a mixed bag as being a Spider-Man fan uh, because the comics have been weird, but the movie stuff has been great, and I can't fucking wait for Spider-Man to, especially with some stuff that was shown off even in this movie. And I was so happy to finally see the Spider-Man that I adored finally being in something, which is 2099. He's a character that the day I found out he was Mexican, he meant a lot to me, and finally seeing him on screen meant more than anything else in the world to me mm-hmm. as even even if he is a crazy person but again i loved him for that reason to begin with <laughs> do you still think that this was a good portrayal of him uh yes and no but i can't explain why without it's spoiling more, it's more extreme his assholeness here than it is in the comics it I mean, depends on which part of the comic the- right? <laughs> he's an asshole in the comics. i've but- seen the man beat a man to death <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely playing up the whole like i said the aspect of like peter b parker going why are you the only spider-man who doesn't tell jokes i mean he's a kind of a jerk he was always like, he's like not that. a villain he's yeah. just kind of a jerk he's just he's that's what made him so like everybody loves talks about miles as this great separate version of peter or being different than peter but miguel was always way different than peter from like fucking issue one yeah whether it was his powers or whether it was his whole demeanor and even his whole like I don't even want to do this <laughs> kind of situation. But that's all comic book stuff. This movie sort of hints at the at the idea of some stuff about him. I don't 100% know what it's going to lead to because they never it's never um, resolved in this movie. I think part of it involves a plot point that happened in the first the first issue that doesn't happen again after that. But I was happy to see him. I was happy to see his cape. Happy to see <laughs> yeah, the cape. I was like, whoa, holy shit. So I was so excited that his cape showed up. I was really worried because none of the trailers had it. But that, all the action figures had it. So I was like, okay, cool. We're all good. But yeah, I yeah, I have all the same issues you guys have with the ending. The ending is just... Because the movie... The second act takes takes a while. But the second act has the climax of this movie, which is very strange to do. Yeah. Because the third act is all set up for something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But I'm willing to give it a rating. Uh, because I still think this is a, an important movie for people to watch because it's, it's, uh, a series, it's a set of representation for not just, you know, Miles Morales, not just for you, Spider Gwen. There's way more people, uh, people of color spiders in this movie than yeah. there's ever been in anything outside of the normal Spider-Verse comic. And I'm very happy about that. Um, I'm going to give it 2099 out of 2100 <laughs> uh yeah i think we're all more or less on the same page here um this is an exceptional exceptional uh theater experience it, much like the first one you're not ready for what you're actually going to get when everyone told you when you saw the first one before you saw the first one it's so good just trust me go see it and then you're like but i didn't know it's gonna be that good this one is gonna be we're gonna hear telling you man it's really good no matter what you tell you, we tell you, you're really not going to be ready for the experience that you're going to get here. Um, cause it is, there's nothing else like it. It's a completely unique visual ex- and, and theatrical experience for a film. Never seen anything I could even compare it to. The only thing I can compare it to is if somebody took acid and then fell into a paint store. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it really pushes the envelope very far when it comes to, animation for a wide release film by by a spectacular margin and i hope i hope that it will you know let other people like disney and stuff take notice it's like they don't all have to look a certain way you can break away from the house style and try other stuff if your story is good and your actors are good 
you can be really experimental and people will still be there for it. Because I guarantee you people are going to be here for this. People are going to come out of this going, God damn. And not just people like Mike and me who are like spider dorks to the core. So much. But people who don't even give that much of a shit (laughs) about superheroes. That was an incredible visual experience. I had a ton of friends who like not only don't give a shit, like actively like do not like superhero Don't see them. Who saw the first one and was like, love it they yeah. like love the fucking movie yeah. no my wife watched it and she doesn't like superhero movies at all and she was like that was amazing yeah it's yeah. really good and it's what you want people to do with ip ip is ruling everything and if you have ip like fucking take a chance man yeah. like go nuts yeah like try some stuff and i mean know? that's i would i was having this discussion with some friends recently it's like what's wrong with marvel right now it's like technically nothing is bad about their new movies the problem is the bar has been raised so high that they're still making movies from like phase one and everyone's like yeah we saw that already what do you got for us now this is just boring me like what's next this is the right answer at least in animation to what's next but that same idea of like try something ballsy and new and i don't mean just in fact oh my god you killed that character no i mean like try some experimental crazy shit you know on screen try something different audiences are are thirsting for it and this is why more than anything else why this is a great movie because this is what needs to be happening in in superhero cinema across the board trying something different just movies in general across the board i mean like we had it last oh, year, sure. Everything Everywhere All at Once, oh, which so good. Yeah. I remember people were going, yeah, I loved it, but there's no way it's going to win any Oscars. And then it fucking swept yeah. because literally almost everyone just thought, uh, saw what a brilliant, yeah. I think I remember you saying, like, I remember you saying, no way it's going to win. It should yeah. win, but there's no way that yeah. it wins. And no. then, yeah. It, well, it, none it of us have any right? faith in the Academy. In well, we said that reason. about Into the Spider-Verse when it first came out. I was yeah. like, this should win. It's probably not going to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, to be fair, we were around... Chris's table saying it should win best picture, or yeah, one best that's animated true. feature. That's true. It should have won it best got, picture. It yeah. should have won everything. Yeah. <laughs> but everything everyone wants did. That's a hugely chancy, yes. ballsy film. This is a, even more chancy and ballsy than the previous Spider-Man film. Maybe we're seeing the first inroads towards Hollywood first starting to go. Maybe this is what audiences actually want now is and people to take these type of chances. You think they would have learned that back with Birdman and shit like that. I mean, honestly, but, we could even say like the last thing Marvel did that was ballsy was the last Spider-Man movie as yeah. well. It's like, Oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to connect everything we said doesn't exist anymore. It's like, good for you. That's brave. Good but even that you. was just playing with nostalgia. I yeah. think WandaVision like, is the so ballsiest thing. This movie yeah. too. But yeah. I really hope this is the that this movie overperforms like crazy, that the Academy goes, fuck, are we going to have to give this best Oscar? Like, what, are you going to give it to the Croods 3? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> tempt them. Yeah. This is the classic, like, it, it's a, they probably won't give it to it because they'll give it to part two. Yeah, you right, know, it's like, right. like like the way Return of the King got yeah, the yeah, Oscars yeah. for all the Lord of the Rings. But movies. you know, I mean, it also depends on what the other animated choices that's, are. That's this true. Year. It might Fair. just stick out that much. Yeah, no, but you know, it no question. As of now, this is the best animated film this year by like such a ridiculously high margin. That, I think like, there's not another the Pinocchio this year or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. There's but, nothing else is really even in the running right now. So I, the only one I could say is everyone who really liked that Puss in Boots film. It was good, but it was also like this is an older school film. Yeah, you know, they're not also, doing anything you haven't seen before. So anyway, we got to wrap this up. Uh, I myself am going to give this nine and a half out of ten. 
uh, Morlins that I really hope are the main bad guy in part four. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking leech. They better bring Morlin and Ezekiel and all those characters in. Me and you are like the only people who actually like Morlin, by the way. <laughs> no, they're get, oh, no. no, they're just going to get saved by Madam Webb at the end. Isn't oh, great? oh, man, they are doing a live action Madam Webb. Oh, yeah, God. I know. I've heard that. A- a- as hell. well as a sp- animated spinoff with the, all the female spider characters, which apparently part two of this is going to play a lot more into. I'm cool with that. So, yes. yeah, like right is standing over my shoulder like are you done yet hey, Ray, it up. it's because he wants hey, to Ray, watch do you want to hear more about that movie you didn't get to see 